Welcome to Beyond the Crops, the podcast where we share the real and raw behind the scenes of conventional farming and what it's like to raise a family on America's backroads. I'm MP. And I'm Jenna. Today, we are giving you all of our best harvest prep tips, tricks, and advice. We are not experts, but we sure have learned a lot in our combined 15 years of farm wife experience. Ah, I am. I'm honestly so excited for harvest. I get excited for it every single year. You, I feel like, are um, America's harvest hype girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I might have to use that. I don't know. I I think it's for me, it's like Christmas because you worked so hard. I mean, not like you work hard for Christmas, like Jesus definitely worked hard for Christmas. (laughs) But it's like opening and a much anticipated gift and getting to see how everything did. And I think that, I don't know, I just get really excited for it. It is exciting. And I think it's fun to watch our husbands kind of see their hard work come to fruition. There's definitely some hard stuff that comes with that. I feel like sometimes Levi gets in a mode where he's almost like nervous. Like I did everything that I could. Was it enough? Is this crop going to yield? Well, is it, are we going to make money type of deal? So lots, there's lots of feelings around harvest, but we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah. Should we first give a quick update on where we're at with our crops? Yes. You go first. Okay. So we are still dry. Weird. Nobody's surprised. (laughs) I need Mary Pat remind us all the website that has the interactive drought map. Do you remember? Oh, let me look it up quick while you keep talking. Because I tried searching it on my phone the other day and I know it would pop up if I searched it on my computer, but it wasn't saved in my phone. And I found a drought maps, but not interactive where I could zoom in and see my county. But last I looked, we were still in exceptional drought. Just Google search drought monitor. And okay. yes, you guys are in like, yeah, exceptional drought, I believe, because you are in what county? It doesn't tell me what county this is. Clay County, Nebraska. So if you go bottom, bottom row of counties, start from the right side and go over six, we're two up from the bottom. Okay, I found it. And so there's only a part of your county, like the northern third, that's in exceptional drought, but the rest of you are just in extreme drought. <laughs> oh, well, I live in that northern third, so yay me. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're still drought, still dry, still thankful for irrigation. Um, but we actually had a crew out with pivot bio yesterday. They did like a day in the life, follow us around. And, um, with that, we had a pivot bio agronomist come out and our pivot bio dealer and, uh, some other pivot bio team members. And we did like a deep look at our crops and Levi was actually very pleased with how the irrigated crops are looking. So that was reassuring to kind of get that mid season check with some, sometimes it's nice to get opinions from an outside expert, like a fresh set of eyes on to hear you to, to hear a fresh set of eyes say your crops look good. It just makes us sleep a little bit better at night. Yeah. Especially from someone who's seen a lot of acres, a a widespread amount and hearing that it's super reassuring. Right. Agreed. So Uh, what's, what's stuff like in your neck of the woods? So I actually have a date with a friend to go scouting next week. So we'll get some more then, but we did get a very, (laughs) that is one of those things that if I said that, like the high school version of myself would be laughing. Like (laughs) that's, that's us now. (laughs) It's hilarious, but it's true and we enjoy it. So she's actually our pioneer seed dealer, but we're like really good friends and I'm excited to take a look because she is just as nerdy as we are. So that's like super fun for me to go out with her. Okay. She needs to come on the podcast sometime. Yes, definitely. I'll I'll cold, I'll cold, uh, what's cold launch that to her next week when we're together. Um, yeah, but 
I, we got a good rain this week, which was super welcome. And I just looked at our county too on the drought monitor, which I think it'll take us out of drought after that rain. I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but um, things look really good. And we actually got enough rain to where it was like necessary to mow our lawn this week. <laughs> Wait, so do you not water your lawn normally? No, you guys water it. Oh gosh, is this hot topic? We have like underground sprinklers. They're there. So I just use them. Oh no, we have nothing. But I feel like we aren't in the same any like you guys just farm so differently than us too. So it kind of makes sense to me that you would have an irrigated lawn too. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Speaking of that, it is irrigation. My husband should be in charge of it, not me. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's that's his department. We do this all it the time. Is his and department. <laughs> okay, so funny story about the sprinklers. Levi's grandma who and grandpa who lived here before we did. I guess I never met his grandma because she passed away before I met Levi. But I guess she always had an immaculate lawn, like it was just like beautiful, well kept. And then we moved. <laughs> moved in. We didn't just move in though. Like the moldy house, we had to like remove the old house from the foundation. We built on top of the existing foundation. The yard got destroyed when we were building. We dug two egress windows in the basement before we put the house on top, knowing that we wanted bedrooms in the basement someday. And when our builder was building, he told us that those sprinkler lines got nicked when the egress windows were getting cut. And Levi was just like, Oh, don't worry about it. And I'm like, Levi, I didn't find this out till later. And I said, why didn't you have them fix it while they had the ground open? Mm -hmm. And, but Levi was like, Oh, we'll just do with it later. So then I don't know any of this fast forward a couple of years. We just have weeds in our lawn. I we're like just a mess. Newlyweds, new homeowners don't know what we're doing. Don't know how to take care of a lawn. I was in nursing school. We had a new baby. Like that was the last priority. Anyways, a couple of years go by, like Levi's grandpa's made comments like oh the yard yeah guys like it used to be so pretty and i'm like okay we gotta make this better (laughs) so i call the the local like a company that does yard care that used to take care of the yard when levi's grandma lived here and i said i need some help with my yard and my husband finally gave me the go-ahead to just take care of it and he was like are you looking for a miracle (laughs) i'm like oh "Oh, gosh you've driven by so anyways they fixed the sprinklers they kind of made the lawn look a little bit nicer. We don't have landscaping yet, but our lawn is green. So you got to take it one step at a time. One step at a time. Agree. We're we're definitely in that chaotic, like just trying to get by, but our, our lawn was like a hayfield yesterday and we could have definitely used a, a lawn sweeper or something. Cause it was so bad. So long. When we first got married, I told Levi, just buy me my own like mini nugget tractor and mm-hmm. I'll just like swath and bale the lawn. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> At least then it's being put to use. I mean, it still mm-hmm. is, but a different use to feed yeah. something. <laughs> Sorry for that lawn tangent that nobody asked for, but. <laughs> okay. It's August and we're still mowing our lawns and that is a great sign for yes. us anyway. The, the non-irrigated lawn people. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay. So how far do you think you guys are out from starting harvest? Um, I asked Levi this the other day and he thought mid-September we could potentially be cutting some dry land. Maybe because I also know that that some of the dry land acres were going to chop for silage to feed to our cows. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Mid to late September. When would this? Yeah, it was going to happen this week, but it didn't. So probably next week. Actually, usually we wouldn't chop silage until oof september yeah but just with how dry it is it's like we can do something with it now okay 
That's cool. I wanted my friends raise some heifers and I would like to go out there while they're trapping. It's something that I miss from the dairy farm. Silage tra- trapping is always fun. And it's probably a big ordeal where you're from. Mm-hmm. Like you have like a huge self-propelled chopper that does it. And yes, because there's so many. I mean, if you're a 150 cow dairy, you don't own all of your own harvest equipment. So there's a lot of custom people or a lot of farmers that rely on custom guys and they come in and get it done so fast. So it was like, oh yeah, a very quick, all hands on deck. Like my dad's in the tractor pack. My dad was like really meticulous about packing and he wanted to be the one to pack the silo because that's very yeah. important. So, um, yeah, I, I miss those days. He's actually out doing some hay right now. So hopefully I can go visit him because I didn't yeah. tell you guys, but I'm podcasting from a new location. <laughs> My mom's greenhouse room. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> we had a hectic week. So Mary Pat packed her podcast stuff up and took it with her so that we could record in this small window of time when she got to her parents' house. Yeah. And can I just say real quick, I'm very proud of us. This is episode 18 and we have been committed to this. Yes, we have. And I'm just proud of us. And we couldn't do it without, we have a producer. Thank you, Jesse, for all you do and the support of our husbands and you guys as listeners. So we just really appreciate it. I've been enjoying it. We, Me too. Way more than I thought I would. It's way more of a like thing I look forward to than, oh, than a thing, oh, I have to get that done this week. So it's been yes. a, a good breath of fresh air for me. And when I think about it, it's also crazy to think how many hours we've talked to each other. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But I have, I'm not sick of it. Like I love talking to I you, Jenna. This yeah, is great. it's a good time. <laughs> okay, I need to tell you something about silage chopping before I forget. Okay, we, you know, my husband, he like doesn't like to hire anything out, and we have generational farm. We have a two row silage chopper from like circa 1940 mm-hmm. that we still use sometimes. It probably still is worth more than they paid for it. Sorry, uh, probably yeah, and uh. <laughs> It works. It's, she's not pretty and she's not quick, but she gets the job done. So she gets to stick around. Yeah, I can't. Are you going to share that? If you get time, you should definitely. I, I'll i have to look back. I know I have pictures in a... Actually, my very first reel I ever made on Instagram was about silage chopping and it shows it. I know this year, since we're going to do full dryland fields, we are hiring it done because okay. just time-wise, it would make no sense to use that two-row chopper. We'd like to take a minute to thank our new sponsor, Zomatic by Lindsay. Like you all know, our farm is over 90% irrigated, and with the exception of a few lines of pipe, all of those acres sit under Zomatic pivots. We choose Zomatic over any other pivot because of how dependable the pivots are and how simple and user-friendly they are to run. From our local dealer offering 24-hour service during the growing season all the way up to the corporate office being committed to keeping the company customer-led, we've always felt so much support on the farm side and are so proud to be sponsored by such an incredible company. Thanks to Matic by Lindsay for being a part of Beyond the Crops. Well, other harvests are actually starting around the country. I follow some people from Canada. I'm I'm assuming we have some Canadian listeners out there. And they their season just boggles my mind because they're planting after us and harvesting before us. It's like also condensed. Because they're like winter crops. So they'll plant like I know a lot of the wheat up there, they'll plant in the fall. Yeah, but I mean like all these small grains. You see like those- canola and Yeah. It's crazy to me how quick those grow and how they're already out harvesting. So this this doesn't come super timely for those of you up to the north of us, but we hope that there's some nuggets we can 
give to help. Or anyway. south of us too, because Texas yeah. corn growers are probably deep into harvest already. And then I know our Kansas friends have already harvested their wheat. Mm-hmm. So this is the harvest prep. You can save it for next year if you're from another area or if you're Midwest farmers like us, then this will be very timely. So where would you like to start? What do we do for harvest prep? So I think, you know, my husband, food is his love language. So I feel like we should start with meals because that's where the earliest thing I start working on is food for harvest. Have you started already or where are you so, at with A little bit. I have, uh, you know, I had a baby, so it wasn't like as big of a priority to get meals frozen. So I did do some prior to having Walker kind of honestly all year. I concentrate it more in the summer, but all year, if I'm making something that's easy to double or triple, I'll just do it while I have all of the stuff out. So like if it's a casserole or meatballs or soup or something that I can easily make big batches of, I'll do that. We'll eat it for a day or two and then I'll freeze everything else and save it for harvest. So just the other day, I mean, zucchinis are in season and there's a zucchini casserole recipe that my kids love and everybody I've ever had tried it loves it. And it's really easy to make in bulk. So I made a triple batch of that Mm -hmm. and froze one, ate one, gave one to a friend. And yeah. And then soup, I feel like I'm, I'm incapable of making a small batch of soup. Like I've tried. (laughs) Yes. I have this like cute pot that I'd love to just like have the soup fit in and it's just not big enough. So I always make a giant batch and I usually eat it and then we'll eat it for a day or two, freeze it. Mm -hmm. Some other things, I guess I'll just go right into all of the other things that I freeze. Meatballs are a big one. That's actually one of my most famous Instagram recipes is our meatball recipe. Um, Casseroles, I know you call them hot dishes, Mary Pat. I was kind of waiting for you to like interrupt me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tater tot hot dish is what we call it. I don't know what you call it if you have tater tot casserole. casserole. Oh, I can't even. That doesn't roll (laughs) off the tongue for me. I can't do it. Like even the tot and hot go together. Tater tot hot dish. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But then like zucchini hot dish. That sounds like a side, not like a full blown meal. Casserole to me <sighs> yeah. is like a meal. A hot dish is like a side. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> we'll post a poll. We'll see whose team is yes. bigger. <laughs> we have another casserole that's called Jeff's favorite casserole because my brother's name is Jeff and that was his favorite casserole growing up. That's all I know it as. I think some people call it shepherd's pie, but it's basically mm-hmm. like a layer of ground beef and onion and then a layer of creamed corn and then a layer of mashed potatoes and you put cheese on top. Um, so that's another one that I've frozen and it freezes really well. And I say it's Jess' favorite casserole because the cookbook I have is from our elementary school fundraiser, and it's literally called Jess' favorite casserole in the okay. cookbook. So, I have another hot dish while we're on the that yeah. Topic. Let's hear um, it. So I tried one this week. I don't. I should write down the recipe because it was like a modified recipe that I found and that I totally did my own thing. But I used your trick of adding spinach, and it was yeah. like it was like almost like the meat section of a tater tot hot dish but with spinach like a whole big old bag of it yes and then i used rice on top of it and it was so good and cheese yeah yeah but i mean hot dishes they're just so versatile and so free they are great so freezable we my kids and husband also like spaghetti bake it's literally i make spaghetti i mix it all together i add some extra cheese throw it in a pan put some cheese on top and now it's a spaghetti bake that you can Mm, freeze and then bake in the oven it's better than normal spaghetti. I would agree with them. 
Yeah. Also, I feel like something to level up your frozen meals. If there's cheese on top, when I bake it, I'll like broil it the last few minutes to kind of brown the cheese on top. And it mm. just adds a little flavor and makes it look a little, a little more fancy. Yes. Yum, yum, yum. You're making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, I'll sometimes I'll like pre-make taco meat or pre-make chicken taco meat and just freeze a couple pounds of that. So then if I need a quick lunch or something, the meat's already made. I just have to get the toppings ready during harvest. Mm-hmm. And I've also frozen mashed potatoes and like cheesy, any sort of like potato side dish that's casserole-like. Uh, I don't know. The longer I've been a farm wife, the more I've realized you can freeze almost anything and make it buff when you thaw it out. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like a couple of the ones that I have that are like... I don't know, have evolved with this whole field meal thing because we kind of deliver to everyone in the evenings. Runza's, since we can't buy them. Heck yeah, girl. I make them and freeze them. And then yeah. those those have been a fun, really good handheld one that the guys seem to like. Uh, I'm just thinking of ones to add to. That like, did it. That's list. not on my list, but it's my mother-in-law probably makes 100 Runza's in the summer and freezes them so that we have them um, easy for harvest. Yes. Like I think about the meals that we love, but I do not want to put that effort in during harvest because we just don't have the time. Oh, absolutely not. Ronzo's is one of them. Uh, I really like this. I use do a sweet and sour chicken. That's delicious. Like way better than the stuff you can get from Asian takeout, but it is a lot of work. So that one's a good freezer meal. And you freeze it? Yeah. So like that's it. You don't cook it all the way. You like I don't know. I could, I need to do that as a recipe sometime. Yeah. Because that's one of Levi's favorite meals. And it's one that I'm usually like, you know what? Just ask your mom when you want it. <laughs> I haven't yes. made it yet. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of work and it's a huge mess. So I don't like doing it in season, but doing it before. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's really easy. Once you have it all prepared, just throw it in a pan and, or in a, like a baking dish and bake it with mm-hmm. the sauce. So it's super easy. Um, one other yeah. thing, I, I have a list of things I want to talk about that we do during season. But one other thing I do ahead of time, like last night, I made roasts. I, so I made two. No, I wanting leftovers, which my, Levi's not a huge roast guy, but I've kind of actually the one that I made last night, he said was phenomenal. But I think it's because I made these sage mashed potatoes and they were like top notch. And so that we just like yummy. So yummy. It's from actually a friend came over and left her cookbook here by accident. She used it to make something. And I just like looked through the cookbook and took pictures of some recipes. It's from, I think it's a half-baked harvest, maybe. I don't know. I can share the recipe. Anyways, I wanted leftover roasts because then I knew I had leftover corn in my fridge too. And so I'm just going to make like a beef and veggie soup. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like literally clean up my fridge, everything that I have. And it'll buff in a beef soup so well. And then I'll freeze it for harvest. So sometimes I think ahead to knowing... Like, I know I have kind of a free morning tomorrow. I can throw that soup together and freeze it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, another one I like to freeze is enchiladas. That one's a good, easy freezer one. It is an easy freezer one. And that's on my list of things that are easy to transfer to the field. Yep. Yep. So our operations are different. We always deliver in, for the noon meal. Uh, we have this kind of iconic old school thing yeah. that we ripped the seats out of that <laughs> we put tables and chairs in. And so everybody gets to stop and eat and gets a nice hot meal. Uh, so I have very specific meals that I'll take to the field and like casseroles, enchiladas. Another thing I'll, you can like grill burgers, brats, or bacon burgers and throw them in a crock pot. So you can get that done ahead of time. If you have time in the morning, that's another mm-hmm. thing that I like to do during harvest. Yes. And ours is different because our like hot meal is 
like five o'clock at night. I think the guys wait and they're like, ooh, it's getting close. They like look forward to that. They pack a cold lunch and then eat at five. And then whenever they come home, they're just going right to bed. We don't, they don't eat at home at night. So yeah, I have a whole list too of things that I brought to the field or that my sister-in-law or sister-in-laws or mother-in-law have brought. And we can link some of these resources in the show notes because I think there'll be a lot of different things that you and I have made in the past that we can link Mm -hmm. to share. I wish Levi was here and he could have heard you say that all of our guys take a cold lunch during harvest (laughs) because the man needs to know how blessed he is that he gets three hot meals a day, even during harvest. Okay. I came unprepared because Josh has this thing on his birthday list and I know someone listening will remember what it's called. Ooh, I could maybe look it up because I have like a birthday list on my phone. He wants this like, it's like a lunchbox crock pot thing. Yeah. Katie Dowson has posted about that. I just looked it up and the lunchbox thing is called a lunch ease. And this has been on Josh's wish list. And I don't know how they work, but now I'm going to have to go down like a TikTok rabbit hole and just learn about them because my meal making will look a lot different if he's going to be eating hot meals at noon versus a cold sandwich. Like that's what I wake up and make him every morning. So here's what you do, Mary Pat. You (laughs) save a little bit from the night before and he takes leftovers and heats them up. Okay, but let me tell you about this like freaking awesome situation we have going on with our family r- lately. <laughs> so I we do make these nighttime meals for the crew. But what has been happening the last couple busy seasons is whoever's night it is has been just kind of like really overcooking and feeding the girls as well. So like they'll feed me, but then I don't have any leftovers for. Oh, so I it's going to change the dynamic a little bit of what yeah it looks like so i don't know we'll have to see but i do want to make his hot lunch dreams come true so he doesn't listen to our podcast so he's probably getting that for his birthday <laughs> <laughs> okay i have something else along the food lines unless you have more on like meal prep related um i don't think so we can move on to what el- whatever else you got so i just have like a a restock, like a get a pantry restock done before harvest and stock it up with essentials. I think all of our essentials will look different, but I'll, I do have like a list of things that I restock, different spices that I use a lot of and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, I have a, a kind of a prepare your home household stock up list that I've used in the past that helps. Oh, I definitely do that, but I've never made a formal organized list like you. So I should probably do that because that would make my life much easier when I go to Sam's Club prior yes. to harvest. Yes. And just like, even if you look at what I've got and see what, and if you make one and then I can compare because, you know, I'm sure I'm missing something. Right. We're all in this together, ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else along the food or like prepping your house type Um, I do have one thing like a quick declutter. We've talked, we did a whole episode on decluttering, but, um, one thing I'd like to do, or I'm going to try to motivate myself to do is make a list. And when I'm home, have a space a day that I'll spend 30 minutes on. If I can find that 30 minutes or like carve out that 30 minutes and set a timer to declutter that space. And by the time we get to harvest, I'll be feeling a lot better about my home situation. (laughs) Yes, I would like to declutter my entire house again just to keep refining that. But I do have a couple spaces like my mudroom and all of the closets, just like places where stuff gets shoved that I want to tackle before harvest so that the clutter doesn't overwhelm me during harvest because I do not function well with even a little clutter on my counters. Like if we're stressed and busy and then my house is also a disaster, it just sends me over the edge. Mm hmm. 
I do actually have one more thing on my list along the lines of food. It was a, a thought that I had, and it might be kind of hard to organize this late in the summer and with school starting and everyone be getting back into a regular busy schedule again, but to have a freezer meal party with some other ladies, what I love about that is you can, so like, say you have your signature meal, Jenna, what would your signature meal be that you would put in your freezer? Uh, probably the zucchini casserole. Okay. So you make five zucchini casseroles. Okay. You invite five other girlfriends to come to this party. They bring five of their signature meal and you all trade meals. So then you have this like variety. And I love that because it's, it tastes different when someone else makes it. Like it's always so much better when someone else. Oh, makes yeah. It. I love that idea. And then get some drinks and just like decompress a little bit before the season starts. Yes, absolutely. That is a great idea. We've done it before for, uh, parties Baby like that showers, for new moms. Right? Yes, new moms. But this is like, I thought it would be fun to do that as like a pre-harvest get together. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. What else can we talk about for harvest prep? So I have, the more we've been married, the more I focus on like getting our mental health in the best place we can before harvest. So we, Levi and I do try to go on a date leading up to harvest and just kind of lay it out on the table. Like, is there anything we've been worried about, overthinking, anything we're upset about, even anything we're slightly annoyed about with each other? Just talk about it because even if it's something so small, once you get into the heat of the season and things get stressful and hard, those little things can just bubble over in a hurry. So we Mm -hmm. try to be very intentional about talking about even all the little things prior to harvest. Yes, I have that as well. Go on a date or two, however many you can fit in until you can't anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And don't just go on a date, like go on a date with the intention to kind of clear any sort of air that there might be. Because I feel like if you don't set that intention, it'll just be, oh, we'll go to eat. It'll be fun. We'll come home. Like I've, we've tried to be very intentional. Like this, this date has a very specific purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's good. I'm going to talk to Josh about that after. Along the lines of like communicating, um, you know, it's almost like we start counting down the weekends. We start counting down the weekends until they'll be working full hours on a Saturday, you know, not Sundays, but full hours on a Saturday. And we talk about the projects we want to get done around the house. But I would say one thing that's helped Josh and I is like a two days a week, we kind of check in with each other. So like Friday night or Saturday morning, we talk about what we want to get done over the weekend and how we can help each other get to that whatever each of our goals are and then kind of check in like Tuesday or Monday and see like, what's, what's the plan for the week? How can we help each other in the evenings or like what kind of, what kinds of ways can we be a team and attack these things as a team so that we can get there before it's all hands on deck for harvest? Yeah, absolutely. That's all. We used to do that. There was a tip that Ashley shared with me Mm -hmm. and, uh, but we haven't been good about it. So this is a good reminder for me to, do those yeah. check-ins again. That's probably where I got it from, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just totally blinked on that. Yeah. Year-round, it's honestly something we should be doing, but definitely more intentional during such busy seasons. We also try to... I mean, my kids thrive on routine, and our routine obviously changes significantly during harvest. So as we like to kind of talk to our kids about it, like prep them for the routine change that is coming because some of my worst nights as a parent have been during harvest when Levi is gone and I'm putting the kids in bed for the sixth night in a row without their dad home. And it's hard. So we try every year, try to be more intentional to help prep our kids as well. 
That's something I haven't done well. And so I feel like this was really beneficial for me to hear, especially with the ages our kids are getting. Um, For some reason, Harper has been only wanting me in the evenings for like the last nine months. I'm not even kidding you. She like screams and cries if Josh has to put her to bed. But it becomes a fight between the two of them. So it's going to be a definite routine change. And maybe she'll end up being like, daddy. (laughs) Who knows? Right. It's hard. It's so hard with kids during those times of years. I also wanted to talk about some mental blocks that I sometimes put myself in. And it's like a Jenna problem. It's nobody else's problem. But I used to tell myself like, okay, we're too busy. I can't do anything with my friends. I have to just say no to everything. But last harvest, I changed that. It was kind of by accident, actually, that this happened. And I've just decided that it's going to be a thing. But my group of local friends, several of us were pregnant and we tried to do a get together before everybody had a, their baby. And I, it wasn't my turn to have a baby. It was another friend's, but the, so usually we'd go to that girl's house. But since it was during harvest, it was actually one of the girls' idea that said, Jenna, should we just come to you for the get together? And I was like, that's a great idea. So I just made extra food that night. I made the infamous spinach and feta burgers because I knew the mm, girls would love yeah. that and the guys love it too. So I just made a ton of food. The girls came over. We ate at a normal time. And then the guys just came home later and heated their food up. I know everybody's operation's a little bit different, but on ours, supper usually happens when everybody's wrapped up at our house because we have all the kids. So that was a fun way that I could still get together with my friends, but also still serve the farm and my family in the way that they needed to be served during that busy time of year. Yeah. I feel like thinking outside of the box is huge. And also understanding that each farm wife's situation is different because I can't imagine having that responsibility every single night. Like that would be, right. that would be take its toll. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, my mother-in-law and I take turns, but if I have the kids, it's pretty much whoever has the kids is making supper because the other one's in the field. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Another, oh, I used to say too, like, I can't do anything for myself this during harvest. But last year, I mentioned it on the last episode. I did my House of Color style class virtually with Kylie during harvest, which was probably like, oh, Jenna, like, what were you thinking? Mm -hmm. But it was the most life-giving thing during such a hard time of year. It was virtual. So it was just on our computers in the middle of the day when my kids were at school. And I just planned ahead and had lunch like easy and ready to go so that I could just finish up on my computer and head to the field for lunch. And it was no big deal. Um, so I guess I just want to give farm wives everywhere the permission to not say no to everything. Like you can say yes to some things. You just have to definitely be more intentional and take, probably takes a lot more planning, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's worth it to get a little bit of time for yourself during such a busy season. I couldn't agree more. This year, we are hopefully going to get a couple of new babysitting options and trial them out now the month before harvest starts because, yes, it's just so important to have another support system or resource when you have kids our ages. Mm -hmm. Even for a field date night or a night to get away altogether. (laughs) And I think I'd like to encourage women too to just check in on your husbands mm-hmm. if they are the one in the equipment all the time, because it's easy to get wrapped up in like feeding them and the kids. And I'm not discounting our job at all because it's a huge job, but also they carry a lot of stress. And I, my husband, anyways, I know doesn't necessarily let it known that he might be stressed, mm-hmm. but 
there's definitely value in checking in with them and being like, are you okay? Do you need to talk about everything? How are you feeling about everything? Is there anything else I can do differently for you? Mm-hmm. Those types of things, because it's very much a team effort and very much takes everybody working together and checking in on each other to make harvest go smoothly and for everybody to come out of it with a speck of sanity. Mm-hmm. I agree hundred percent. Um, a couple other just like kind of maybe lighthearted things. Last year we did a harvest progress sticker chart for the kids. And I'll be honest, we weren't super up on it all the time, but I think Hank will have more fun with it this year than we did last year. Okay. I love that. I need to do yeah. that with my kids. They they would be very motivated by that, I feel like. I have a printable we'll link, but Yes, yeah. you will. It was just a fun little thing <laughs> that you could track it. Yeah. So, and that also kept me in communication with Josh. I mean, obviously they don't always want to be like, oh, we're still at 30%. Oh, we're still, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to kind of judge when you want to talk about that, but it did keep me in the loop on where we were at too, a little better. Right. That's yeah, a great fun. idea. I can't wait to, what'd you use for the stickers? Like blank ones to just like mark a percentage bar or? They were just like the colorful smiley faces from Walmart. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing special. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the other thing too, this can be so hard to get in the habit of doing, but it last year I did a whole like harvest thrival thing and Mm -hmm. I set very clear intentions about gratitude journaling each week. It wasn't a daily thing. It was once a week. And that really helped my perspective and just outlook on the season feel so much brighter. And just like when you think positive things, you start to see the positive things or like, you know, when you feed oh, that absolutely. positive energy. So I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do the whole thrival thing again, but just setting that intention and I don't know. It was very helpful. I will definitely say okay, that. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I bought your six week guide, but I didn't do it. So <laughs> I think you? I'm going to do it this year. <laughs> we can do it together because we're going to yes. talk. Hopefully we can still talk every week or like try to, you know, check in on each other. And yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of show notes to link for you guys. So definitely check that out if you're looking for any resources. Absolutely. We hope you learned something new to try today and are feeling inspired and ready to take on harvest as it quickly approaches. Remember to subscribe for notifications when new episodes drop every Tuesday. Leave us a review or share the podcast to your stories for a chance to win this month's giveaway and find us outside the podcast on our social channels linked in the show notes. See you next time.